welcome to a toast to rom-coms. We, as in me and Marie, and Allison. Okay, I didn't know if that was my intro, so forgive me. <laughs> that was, I tried to point at you, but I think I may be too far away for you to see. I can see it. I just didn't know if you were just gesticulating. <laughs> Hope you had a great holiday season. Enjoyed any vacation that you took. Hopefully you got some. And now we're back to it. Back to the real world. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> real world stuff. A lack of napping and breaking up at regular times is no good. Yes. But hopefully this podcast on singing on in the rain will make you feel better. It, maybe it will dull the edge of the harsh realities. And lately, we know all about singing in the rain because it's been nothing but rain in Pittsburgh. I know. We were taking a walk right before. That's why I wasn't at the computer when you texted originally. And one of the guys on our street said, just glad it's not snowing. And I was like, it's 60 in January. Can't be good. Yes. (laughs) I said that to James. We were driving somewhere together and I was like, man, this weather freaks me out. And he was like, why? It's nice. And I was like, yeah, but it's scary. Yep. Those polarized caps can't be like in this right now. So. Nor the polar bears. No. Here's hoping we get the world back on track. I I know. <laughs> I'm just making. I a could scared go on face. my whole little rant about making green technology and things affordable to everybody, as I was talking to you and Alice about it the other day. But I don't think that's this podcast. No, unfortunately not. People just want to be entertained. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, um, I think 2023 is the year I really do start composting, like for real, real. Because I've talked about it for literally what three years. Yeah. I'm doing it. For real, for real? For real, for real. I'm going to buy one of those big thingies that turns my trash. Uh-huh. Yep. Someone on our street has one in their driveway. I've never seen them use it, so maybe I'll just grab it for you. <laughs> I was so I was going to put mine on the deck <laughs> because whenever I cook, like yeah. all my scraps would go in it and it would just be easier to just like hop out and throw it in there. But maybe not great for the the deck atmosphere. <laughs> probably not. That'd probably really reek in the summer. I don't know. It's supposed to be smell. Um, it's supposed to be airtight. Oh, I didn't know that. I think some of them are. Okay. The I'll, good ones. I'll I'll do some research and we'll we'll get back to this. Okay, I like this. Your mission. Mm-hmm. The podcast will hold you accountable. Because no one else will. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and by the podcast, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have each other. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can count on. I thought you were going to say all you need. No. <laughs> oh, I just got your text for all your podcast buddies. That's so cute. Oh, yes. One of them had to come up ahead of time, get all set up, and is adamant about staying. Okay, she doing work. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Practicing her letters. Absolutely not. 
That would be too productive. Yeah. She's like, she's like us. <laughs> She'll be a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue on the family um, tradition. I know we're on like a bit of a time. So do you want to get down to mm-hmm. getting us the facts? Absolutely. Also, I'm really looking forward to this drink. Yeah, me too. It seems very refreshing. Yeah. My dinner was very like salt heavy. Mm. So I, I need some freshness. Fresh. Okay. So Singing in the Rain came out in 1952. And it stars Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, Denny, nope, Debbie Reynolds. I don't know what happened <laughs> with my voice. Debbie Reynolds and Gene Hagen. Uh, it was directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly. And it was written by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. Kind of shocking that a uh, woman would help contribute in this time. Yeah. And to, and to go along with this, there are many... And by many, I mean like three or four singing it in the rain cocktails. Um, and we picked one. It's from, it's called Signature Cocktail Singing in the Rain, posted by Favorite Day Events. They're an event production company. Um, so it's one part Stoli blueberry vodka, two parts lemonade, one part seltzer, or to taste. I just filled up my glass. I filled up my glass as well. Yeah. And then um, blueberries. I did have a bag of frozen like fruit in there for pancakes and waffles and oh, stuff. So mine nice. were frozen. So it kind of took on like it's taking on this pinkish hue if oh, you can see. Yeah, that's really nice. I dug out a little umbrella. So we each got like the optional. Oh, you got real blueberries. I did get real blueberries. I figured why not. I do did like at our old house used to take some of the frozen fruit and just put it in water because it does take on a hint of taste. Just FYI. And what? Like I would just have ice water and I would put some frozen fruit in there and it starts to taste like fruit as as it like thaws. Okay, I see. Sorry. Did you use Simply Lemonade? I did use Simply Lemonade. What other lemonade is there? I don't know. You can't use Minute Maid. That's garbage. Yeah, I have to lick my fingers because I try. I accidentally knocked my blueberry toothpick in here, and I don't want to lick my fingers until we try the drink. So, can <laughs> we try the drink? We absolutely can. Cheers. Cheers. That is a lot more alcoholic tasting than I thought. Me too. That Stoli blueberry comes through. I wish I would have put like a little bit more seltzer in mine though. I do like this drink. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a January type drink. It's very summery. But I agree with you. It needs more seltzer. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know if I would cut down a half a shot of lemonade to make more room for seltzer. I don't know. So I think as I if I mix it, try mixing yours because then I get the seltzer more. Mine's just not super bubbly. And it might just be the seltzer that I bought. 
Okay. What kind of seltzer did you buy? Polar. So it's I, in the I, bottle, though, not the can. Uh, I used the club soda okay. for New Year's. Okay. I figured it's the same. I know. I was actually so I got clubs. Nope. I got polar blueberry lemonade mm. <laughs> seltzer. Um, but it's just not very bubbly. So I think second drink, I might just use club soda. Yeah. Try it and see what you think. Cause after I mixed it, there's definitely more bubbles. Okay. You, you don't like tonic, but you like club soda. Yes. Okay. I don't like, what's the flavor in tonic? Quinine. Yes. Hate that shit. Hey, it's good for if you have muscle cramps or something, I think. Would it, does it work on period cramps? No. Like, okay. like Charlie horse type muscle cramps. I didn't know. But I've never tried it with periods. Maybe I should up my gin and tonic game next period and see what happens. <laughs> there you go. All right. This, Keep us posted. I will. That's a great experiment. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Plus, um, James, for Christmas, he got me like these really cool cocktail tea bags that I have to try yes, out. I heard you talk about those. I haven't tried one yet because um, I was trying to get through open bottles of wine and my wine advent calendar. Um so the it, these cocktail bags you just add it to like it says specifically gin and tonics. Oh, interesting. I'm sure you could use whatever alcohol, but I can't wait to try it. Maybe the gin accents their flavors in such a way. Floral, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were on your own on that one. <laughs> All right, let's talk about singing in the rain. Let's do it. Give us that summary. Singing in the Rain is about a man going after a woman who's trying to make it big in Hollywood, and then they have to make a talkie film after making silent films, and it sucks. The movie sucks because the one actress sucks, so they decide to make it a musical and include the woman he loves and dub over the sucky actress. Mm -hmm. Nice job. Thanks. Hijinks ensue. Yes. Um, I, while I was watching this for like the 50th time, I was like, Allison's going to hate this movie. It was, it was slow. Yeah. Like towards the end, it lost me. Like I just got a little bored. (laughs) It's something like, and Gene Kelly movies, he likes to put these weird, like, dance scenes in it. The last long dance scene, I was like, all right, pal. The Broadway. Ugh, pal. I was like, who the hell is this chick who you're, like, I, what, what's up with, I, I just was done and was looking at Instagram a little bit. Because I was like, I'm not going to miss anything important to the story here. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, And it's. It's like his thing. American in Paris, I think the last scene is just this weird 20-minute like modern dance number that has nothing to do with the plot. But you love this movie. Isn't this like one of your favorites? Yes, I do love this movie. Can you tell me, and I'm not trying to be a dick, tell me what you love about it. I really love the dancing Uh and the singing. Like, I don't know. The dancing kind of like energizes me and it makes me a little bit like 
emotional to watch. Like I do get choked up watching dancing and singing, especially like if I think it's good. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. So like the one time I went to see the second Pitch Perfect, (laughs) the singing scenes, like I start getting teary eyed. Like it just moves me. I don't know why. I've had that happen with a really good song before. Yeah. Like you're just like, huh. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Disney princess thing. You see a Disney princess and you start crying. Maybe. I, I don't I don't know what it is. But so it's really the dancing. I love Gene Kelly's dancing. He makes it look so effortless. He he looks like he's enjoying himself so much. I thought Donald O'Connor was the better dancer though. No way. Yeah. I felt more magnetized to watching Donald O'Connor instead of Gene Kelly. Cosmo was my favorite. That's so interesting. And maybe it was like, because it did remind me of Wallace and Davis a little bit. Like their duo and Donald O'Connor was like the goofy guy and like with all of his faces and stuff. And so I just felt uh, I liked him more. Um, I don't know. There was something about his moves and like his character where I just followed him on the screen more than anybody unless Debbie Reynolds was on the screen and then she was an absolute delight you do see why they would have thought of Donald O'Connor for Danny Kaye's role yeah (laughs) yeah so but and and I agree like I think Cosmo is more relatable like he has that smart ass side of him and he has those quick one-liners. So I, I agree. He's definitely the more fun of the two. You're probably not going to like this. Gene Kelly's face to me was very Jack Nicholson Joker. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy smile a little bit. Like huge mouth. Yeah, I could see that. I, I don't know. And maybe I just know how much of a dick he was behind the scenes before I watch this. And maybe that tainted it, too. Oh, there was a lot of shit going down behind the scenes. Did you read any of the facts? I just know that he made Debbie Reynolds cry and got really down on her and stuff. It's a very weird dynamic. Well, let's talk about it at the end. Because, yeah, there's just a lot to go into with that. Do you want to get right into our first category of what makes a good rom-com? You mean unbelievability? That's the one. I do want to talk about that. Is it weird that I don't have a lot? No, I didn't either. Okay. Like, I had some, but I don't know if it's because this movie's from so long ago and we don't really know how they transition to talkies or the, like, the dynamics of actors in the public, but I didn't see it as being that unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know, like... I don't know how they mic a stage. I don't know how they record that shit. So if putting a microphone in her bosom was unbelievable, I don't know. And it talked about one of the facts talked about how they had that happen with Debbie Reynolds in one scene. They put the microphone somewhere like on her dress up top so they could hear her lines more clearly. So apparently you can hear her heartbeat in one scene. That's interesting. Yeah, so uh, it's, that's not unbelievable at all. Hmm. Like people flopping, not being like losing out on roles because they can't transition. I think that's all believable. Yeah, I yeah, especially people like Lena Lamont. 
Yeah. Can't stand him. It was so good. It was pretty funny. She yeah. was great for this movie. I did. Can't stand him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I saw in the facts her voice, which is not her real voice, obviously. Thank God. Yeah. Was modeled after the girl from Born Yesterday. <gasps> yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And she had acted with that woman, something holiday, on a couple occasions. So. Yeah. That's, well, how would you feel if you were that woman to be like, well, oh, shit. I I can't remember if they tried to get her first. They might have. But they ended up with this what woman? Jean Hagen? Was that her last name? Hagen. Yes. Yeah. Hagen. So what was your first unbelievability? My first unbelievability is Gene Kelly jumping on the cable car, then into Debbie Reynolds' car. That's my second. Oh. Yeah, but that was definitely outrageous. Really impressive jump. And you know this dude's doing it. Um, There was another, the jump that Cosmo did from the piano stool to the top of the piano. It was so impressive amazing because he wasn't fully on the piano still if i remember correctly he had like one foot on the ground and one foot on the piano it was amazing i was like holy shit like did they rope him up here and you're like no they didn't he's just that good yeah it was crazy it was very Um, cool the lena believing dawn's her fiance because she read it in a magazine (laughs) which is so (laughs) funny but she kept reading the tabloids to get updates on their relationship. <laughs> That's so funny and also so sad. And in a different movie, she could have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's our million dollar movie idea. Singing in the rain, but a murder. But a murder, but criminal mind style. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Get Dr. Reed on the case. Did you ever watch that, by the way? The new one? No. Okay, have I didn't. You? No, I haven't no. either. Okay. It's on my list. Yeah. I need to actually make a list because I always forget things I want to watch. It is so helpful. I actually have a list in my phone. It's on that to-do app that I introduced mm-hmm. you to. And yeah. so helpful. And I like that whenever you check something off, it doesn't go away. Like you can look and see what you yeah. yeah. Anyway. My favorite part is when you turn your sound off, it goes ding when you're done <laughs> with it. And you're like, yes, I did something. Yes, it's very satisfying. I guess it's my turn. It is. Lena getting pied. The fact that she was going to pie someone because she got pissed, period. You're on a job. Like, maybe that was supposed to be the intensity of her feelings for him already or something. I don't know. But it was just dumb. No one does that. Except in the movies. Mm Mm-hmm happening i hated like the choreography on some of those dance moves i thought was unbelievable and like they're all i do is dream of you the whole night through did you notice how weird some of those moves were yeah they were like there were a couple that were really sexual Uh uh-huh like there was almost like a pre-twerk twerk twerk. (laughs) there was (laughs) i don't know if that's what they're supposed to be because she did jump out of a cake are they supposed to be risque i feel like if you jump out of a cake it's always like a little sexy yeah absolutely and they were wearing like bathing suits 
Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Did you go? Yeah. The dance moves were one of my oh. unbelievabilities. It was a stretch, but. Okay. Because I think I got one more. When they were like. Yeah. Like, stop doing that. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Uh, my last unbelievability is the singing in the rain number. Because that guy is soaked to the bone. No way he used in public transportation to get home. He's going to walk and he's going to be so uncomfortable. <laughs> but he is so happy that it doesn't matter. He stands under the drain pipe at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's so uncomfortable. You have to stay like that for the entire walk, ride, whatever home. <laughs> I was thinking about that the entire time. I was like, he's going to get pneumonia. <laughs> that, that was like... For me, when we watched Maverick, the first time he was on a motorcycle, he wasn't wearing a helmet. And that's all I could think about the whole movie. I'm like, he needs to wear a helmet. Think of the example he's setting for all of those men and women. Wear a helmet. Mm, That's a really good point that I didn't think of. So uh, every time, I don't know, just like the whole two hours is like, he needs to wear a helmet. This is irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, and we know Tom Cruise does a stunt, so it's not like he has to show his face. But that's the only reason I could think of. Well, you could even show your face. Just like wear a helmet without a mask. Right. Sunglasses on. Right. And then like it's not even safety. Think of all the bugs going in your hair and your teeth. Like he had this big smile showing his teeth like, ew, gross. That's very true. Like you do. I feel like you for sure need goggles or sunglasses because you're going to get a bug in the eye at some point. Absolutely, you are. And then you're going to wreck and then die because your head is not encased by a safety contraption. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's still a pretty big risk. Even if you are wearing a helmet, you could die. <laughs> yeah. So just wear the fucking helmet. Yeah. All right. So we're on the same page here. Different movies. Same page. Yes. Do you regret watching Maverick because I made you watch it? You didn't make. So Bernard and I took turns picking movies. And that was his pick. Okay. Because he heard it, how great it was from several other people, too. Okay. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, Allison said we had to watch this. It was just. <laughs> it wasn't like a don't worry, darling situation where I had homework for the podcast. Yes. Although I did have homework for the podcast and to watch Bullet Train. And I did. And? It was amazing. It's so. Every single part of it. I want to watch. I wanted to watch it again immediately. <laughs> Me too. I did too. I honestly might watch it. I was going to say tonight, but I have to take down the Christmas tree. But I do. I And I that's a sign of a good movie when you're like, I just want to watch this all over again. Because that movie, there's so many little things happening. You're, yes. You know you missed a bunch. Yes. I uh, And Dad, Stephen with a PH, had watched it. Did he talk to you about it? Not really. I gushed about Brad Pitt, and he just doesn't think he's all that great. But I think it's because he's just so good looking. And he's like, Brad Brad Pitt pre-fight club? No. Brad Pitt post-fight club? Absolutely. I don't know what turn he got more rugged. And that did it for me. But Seven was before fight club, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't do it for me then. Oh, I thought he was really cute in Seven, too. I'm not talking cute. I'm talking hot. He was cute and meet you black too. I never saw that. Should I? Should I? Should I put that on my list? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I guess. I like him when he's a little dirty. <laughs> In more ways than one, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, I sent you a bunch of Instagram <laughs> reels last night, and I almost sent you one. It was a Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and somebody else getting interviewed for um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. And they were DiCaprio had to be. Yeah. I don't know why, but he's so forgetful to me. (laughs) 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 Um, But the guy was like, does everybody just come up to you and say, Bungerno, because of Inglorious Bastards? And he was like, no, I get what's in the box more. (laughs) And that is so funny to me. I bet he hates that. I bet you it would be really funny the first 50 times. Yeah. And now, not so much. Yeah. We need to find a new catchphrase for whenever we see him, which will be never. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, and really quick, I know that we are in a little bit of a time crunch, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, that guy that I was talking about, was really hot. So hot. So hot. Could be the next James. agreed. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like we never have the same taste in men. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was really good looking. He was like, like yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and talks to be the next James Bond. <gasps> Ooh. And I could see that. That's like a, I could see that very. Is it, I didn't realize he was British. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because don't you remember, he was the guy who was in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Oh. He was the kid. I always forget that one because I was talking to him about who he was. He didn't remember any other role except for Pietro. Yeah. So, okay. Um, All right. I know this is not exactly a movie unbelievability, but I'm going to say it anyway because it really fucking bothered me. The beautiful girl song and the beginning of it where they were just like, do, 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 do. And there was just a bunch of weird people singing and dancing with that random guy. La, la, la. I was like, what the fuck point is this except to waste time? I liked the fashion. And when he was like, where are these pajamas in your boudoir <laughs> yeah. what the hell is happening here yeah I, I that was the only thing I was like oh these clothes are cool but mm, you're losing me yeah that was another song that I was like mm, we gotta get rid of this guys alright here we go that's it I'm done oh okay Um, I want to talk about that one of chemistry I don't. So Lena makes out that she is super rich from the movies. And I don't think that would be true. No, she would probably get half the money that um, that uh, Gene Kelly would. So I that was one thing. Um, RF, the studio head having a huge conscious about not fucking over Kathy. Yeah, no way. Making money. That's no. a really good one, Marie. Like that one. Solid. He wouldn't care at all. Absolutely. Um, and again, with RF, him not being able to make a decision. I'm so confused. What? You're the head of the studio. You can't be that confused. Um, and then I didn't know about this one. So let's see what you think. My last one, um, was Kathy and Lena doing singing in the rain at the end. 
and them acting like it was this big well-known song when Don had just sang it to himself. Was it in the movie? Like, what was the deal with that? Yeah, you're you're right on with that because I also thought that was a little strange, and the fact that Lena would know enough of the words to lip sync it. Mm-hmm. Strange. Didn't maybe it's in the movie? Who knows? Would you think anything of it if it you know had been in several other things prior to this movie? No. Okay. The unbelievability still stands because it's a movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Good. Because there were only two original songs to this movie. Everything else had been in previous movies. What were the original songs? The Moses song. I loved that one. That was one of my favorites. It's a really good one. Uh huh. Um, and the dancing in that one might be Ugh. my favorite. But I felt bad so I felt so bad for that guy. He's trying he's just trying to help Gene Kelly with his speech. <laughs> so <laughs> can't even do that, his job. The lessons that he was giving, I guess, appear in a Sylvester Stallone movie. It's called Oscar from 1991, I think. And Tim Curry is giving lessons to Sylvester Stallone and they use the exact phrases that that guy was using. That is such a bizarre cast right there. <laughs> I've never heard of the movie. Yeah, but just FYI. Huh. And uh, Moses and make him laugh. Yeah, okay. I liked that one. But it was heavily plagiarized. Sounds right. Yeah. You know, well, these old school mm-hmm. Hollywood They, they didn't have those laws back then. Yeah. Uh, I loved the dancing and make them laugh. Mm-hmm. So poor Donald O'Connor, something had happened to the camera. Someone didn't like set it right. So he did it and it didn't film. So he had to do the entire thing all over again. Because it looks like he's actually hurting himself in that number too. He is. Yeah. So he had to go to the hospital for like a week because he was smoking four packs a day. Sounds right. Yeah. As well. Um, And he said like it was just a concrete floor. So every time he was landing, every time he was falling, he said like his ankles were just bruising up. He was beating himself up on that floor. How can you not have a mat, like a gym mat, (laughs) under that floor? Come on. Like, you hear about these wild-ass facts from, like, the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and you're like, how? Like, the whole asbestos, like, um, I don't know, people in the stunts and hurting themselves and all, like, the Joan Crawford shit and breaking ribs and... Yeah. It's just so wild. Oh, and then the diet pills. Like when he went through that wall at the end, like he just went through the wall. Like there was nothing there to save him. He was just like, well, here we go. Also, how can you have that stamina if you're smoking four packs a day? I think that's why he had to go to the hospital for a week. Because like his lungs were done. (laughs) It doesn't look like he's breathing hard or anything. It doesn't even look like he's sweating. No. The best shape of his life. (laughs) On four packs a day. On four packs a day and probably like, you know, Manhattans. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm looking to see when he died. Just I want to see how old he was. Yeah. Okay, so he was kind of... He was 82. Oh. Nope, 78. I can't do math. But that's still reasonable. For smoking four packs a day. What Was it cancer or just... I don't know. I just looked up the year. Okay. Yeah. I do wonder, like, he was wearing some deep bronzer. I want to know what he looked like under that makeup. And so was Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly had, like, full black eyeshadow on. It was not subtle. It, no. <laughs> it was not. I didn't. I kind of, like, didn't understand it because, like, I'm not against, like, guys wearing makeup. And I do think it enhances some people's looks, like, if they do it correctly. Yeah. It was like he swiped his finger in black eyeshadow and just, like, put it on his eyelid. Like Batman style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not expertly done. And I don't... Whatever. I'm trying to find a picture in, in color of Donald O'Connor, but I'm not having any luck. Um, what about obstacles to Kathy and Don being together? I think it's Lena. I think Lena was the only obstacle, really, because they were together. They were just sneaking behind Lena. They were like, oh, don't let her know. Oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. don't let her know she's on set. Or What do you think? I think that's like the second two thirds of the movie. But like the first third was his ego. Good call. Yeah. And then, like, her needing to tell, like, him to feel like he wasn't the center of the universe, which good for her. I agree. I wasn't mad about it. He was being a dick. He was. I was really impressed with her um, saying, if you've seen one movie, you've seen them all. (laughs) It was amazing. And I love that he thought about it for, like, weeks. (laughs) Yes, it got him down. He needed reassurance. Fragile male ego. Is that toxic masculinity at its finest? Yeah. It's up there. She punctured his balloon, though. Good. Needs to happen. Yep. All right. Do you want to make second drink? I do. This has been gone for a while. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We're back. So... Bernard had made my second drink, so it was in the fridge. It took me so long because getting the dog's water is such a process now. It is. older. Yeah. Um, so he put the blueberries in before he did the tonic, and it kind of, like, separated colors a little bit. Take a picture of it. He did. So. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have them send it to you, but it's like yeah. pink on the top now and yellow at the bottom. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Nice little yep. gradient. I do. I do think the frozen blueberries probably add more flavor than the fresh. I agree. Yeah, I would. I'm sure. So, okay, you went with club soda this time around. I did, and I enjoy it more. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, more bubbles and. I don't know. I think it just complements it more. Get your shit together, Polar Springs. I know. I'm still going to tag him in the photo. 
Just don't tell my son that. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it secret. <laughs> um. All right. So the chemistry in this movie. Sorry, I'm just trying to mix this up a little bit more. The chemistry in this movie. There's some chemistry, but it's mostly just song and dance. Like this movie in general is just like song and dance with like sprinkled, like there's a story sprinkled in Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. So I wonder, like in today's day and age, in this day and age, um, if we feel a little bit differently about these relationships because of the huge age difference. And was that a thing when this first came out? Would people have even thought about that? Because he was 40 and she was 19. I don't think people cared about it back then because it happens all over the place. Like look at Cary Grant and some of his co-stars. Um, and we just did White Christmas, Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney. I just think it was super common. And I, I don't think it's not I don't think it's uncommon now. I think it happens all the time now still, but I I just, I don't know if it's just me being personally biased against movies way back when and not thinking about it now because I'm living with these actors and actresses now. It's well, we're also in the time where everything is a big deal and we find out these scandals like immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's always going to be an article like this age gap between these co-stars isn't right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying it is right. It's just, we know about it so much faster. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> I do think things are maybe getting a little bit better now. Like, you had Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, and they're similar ages. Even and Maverick, Jennifer Connelly is close in age to Tom Cruise. So maybe that tide is starting to turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would just the, the need for always having young women. I really want to do that movie that Emma... Oh, I don't know if it's a rom-com or if it's a drama. That movie that Emma Thompson's in where she dates a younger guy. I think it was, I don't know this movie. It was an, a Hulu movie or an Amazon Prime movie. I can't remember. But I love Emma Thompson. I just don't know whether it's supposed to be a serious movie or if it is more of a rom-com. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. That's the one? It is a drama slash comedy, it says. Okay. Then if it doesn't have romance in there, then... um. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. That's not on IMDb. So we'll see. Maybe we can investigate it. Do you want to do the lobster next? Um. Or no? Um. No, I want to do Penelope. (laughs) Okay. And then we can do the lobster because we've been talking about doing Penelope for a while. Okay, that sounds good. I'm okay. going to write it down so I don't forget and ask you 30 billion times, as I tend to do. Oh, it's okay. We both do it. Plus, Christina Ricci is very timely right now with Wednesday. She is. 
Okay, back to chemistry. Um, what did you think about the meat cute? Uh, Which we already touched upon. Right. I liked it and I liked her attitude towards him and I liked it that it sent sent him into a spiral of needing to see her again. It was very like enemies to lovers. Which we love. Yeah, which we do love. Yeah. Um, He was being such a fucking creep in that car. Such a fucking creep. I couldn't stand it. And I think that was, again... When you have that podcast podcast notebook on your lap, you're like, take a note of everything. Mm-hmm. Rubbing her shoulder, leaning in, like, oh, it was gross. Uh huh. I didn't think their physical chemistry was anything to know, and that probably is because of that age difference that you brought up. Yes, and I didn't read anything about it in the facts. But for some reason, it's sticking out in my head that Debbie Reynolds was not a fan of kissing him. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard that, but I think that probably played into it. And why would you if someone's like basically harassing you on the job? Oh, yeah, exactly. And she seemed so innocent and like cherubic in this movie. She was gorgeous and so youthful. and She had like gorgeous skin. Her face is round so like you said it very cherubic the hair plays into that yeah Mm -hmm. so cute and her fashion was great too oh yeah the dress she wore during good morning i adored it loved it yes i I'll, i'll leave it for final thoughts okay you could tell he was smitten whenever he was watching her dance and part of that movie set I think it was a movie set. She was mm-hmm. part of the ensemble. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I agree. And you could see that in all the scenes where they were doing stuff together. Um, like when she was singing into the microphone and he was just looking at her. Like there was just kind of like that love look on her face. Um. Something that didn't sit with me, it was that um, scene where he set things up to tell her how he, how he felt. He's like, maybe I'm such a ham, I can't do it without the proper setting. It's like, that's not very sincere to me. Like, if you need to have lighting and wind machines and all that shit, like, that just was over the top and that went against the chemistry and putting these two as a real couple. That was the dangerous scene with the ladder, right? Yeah. Why did you call that a dangerous scene? I just don't like ladders. (laughs) Okay. I was like, oh my God, they're both up so high and they're not concentrating on how high they're up. (laughs) Now, so something I read was that Debbie Reynolds always chewed gum and she took it out and put it on the ladder which then got stuck in his toupee, which I didn't know he was wearing. He had a toupee. I love it. It adds to his fragile ego even more. And his reaction made it so she never chewed gum again. Oh. Now, whether that was again on the movie set or like life, hopefully just like the movie set. But yeah, it was apparently not good. Not a good reaction. All these old movie stars had such a temper 
I guess yeah. it's because they just drink and smoke and they're probably like malnourished and on edge all day. And when you think about what they were doing, like to Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, like drugging them, who knows what they were giving these people to get through this shooting schedule. And poor Donald O'Connor being in the hospital. <laughs> and then have to reshoot the whole thing. Unbelievable. <sighs> I bet you, like, all these people need therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, who doesn't need therapy? Did I also send you the clip where Carrie Fisher was talking about Debbie Reynolds getting her and her grandmother vibrators? No, you did not send me that. I should have sent it to you. And she I love it wasn't just her with the grandmother. <laughs> and the grandma was like, I'm not using this. It's going to interrupt my pacemaker. <laughs> It, would that have been a thing? I don't think so, but I don't know. That's a call I would love to listen in on the doctor's office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about chemistry just because I wasn't, I didn't feel it. Yeah. Um, one more thing about the chemistry between him and Don and Kathy. How did you feel about the end when like she ran off crying because she was upset and he was like, stop that girl. And then everything was fine after they talked. I kind of didn't was- really get why she ran off because she he exposed Lena for what she really was. And I don't know if she misinterpreted that people were laughing at her and she got embarrassed and ran away. Like Just I, being in the spotlight unexpectedly. Yeah, it didn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were kind of like on his side there. Yeah. Like she should be happy it's all over. Right. Okay. How did you feel? I kind of felt, I felt bad for her because she was like thrust into this position and there's just so many conflicting emotions. As to me, like, I felt it was shitty they didn't tell her what they were doing, but then her reaction made it real to Lena. So then just to go, like, get that whiplash, I did feel bad for her. Okay. Because I think if they would have told her she would have been in on it, it wouldn't have been as convincing. Right. Exactly. Because she would have went along with it too willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, chemistry between Cosmo and Dawn. Not as good as Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. I agree. But there's not a lot of dialogue in this. Like, it's just like a lot of singing. It's more singing and, and like dancing. dancing. Yeah. 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 I could see that. So you would count this more as a musical than White Christmas. Yes. I don't think... Dawn's dialogue was as good as Cosmo's dialogue. So it was harder to build up the chemistry. Okay. He wasn't as quick. Yeah. Like Bing Crosby was also quick in White Christmas. They were evenly matched. Yeah. But I didn't think that way here. No. It seemed much more like Cosmo's the brains of the operation and Dawn's not dumb but he's just kind of like along for the ride he's the face mm-hmm. um did you think their chemistry was better than the chemistry between 
Don and Kathy. Yes. Did you? Yes. Same. I think they got more screen time together, too. Yes, they did. So that played a part in it. Yeah. Okay. Moment they fell in love, and I'm interested to hear what you see. say. I think it's the number after Beautiful Girl. I was wondering if it was love at first sight. I think it was for him because of the way he acted, but I don't think she truly got it until later. They both talked about pining for each other, though, like in their own way. Like he said he had been looking for her for weeks. She said something about thinking of him nonstop and how she had seen every one of his movies. So I didn't know if this infatuation, which is really what I think it was. Yeah, they're not. I mean, maybe they stay together because of the time. Because I feel like once you latch on to somebody, like there's no going back (laughs) in the 50s. The tentacles are like wrapped around. We've kissed. We must now be married. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know she would have a chaperone when she was out with those two or what. I don't know. Don't ask me. It was like the 20s. Like, things are weird back then. I don't know. So I actually read this book. It's really good. I should lend it to you. It's called City of Girls, and they go into that. Like, I think it starts in the 20s or the 30s, and it talks about how these women all found doctors that would insert, like, like a diaphragm in them, but you would keep it in there, like, long term. And, like, they would lie about, oh, I'm married or whatever. Like, my husband just went off to the war. Like, all this stuff. And it talks about all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. It was really interesting. So, I'll have to lend it to you. It's a very good book. Okay. It's like a coming-of-age story. Okay. It's a little lengthy, though. Mm -hmm. It would take me a while to get to it, just FYI. It's okay. It's stamped with my library stamps so did i tell you i got myself one of those because no you didn't but now i'm mad at myself that i didn't stamp the book i let you borrow beforehand <laughs> i'm gonna stamp it first bitch i'm just kidding i would <laughs> I never do stamp that right over your stamp <laughs> no one will know who it belongs to. <laughs> i think i got myself the exact same layout that i got you because i just think it's so cool it is i tried it's- to get i told james i wanted one for christmas but i think he thought it was so stupid <laughs> He's like, I'm not spending money on this. Yeah. That's so funny. But it's like when we're dead and all of our books are at Goodwill, someone's going to buy it and be like, I wonder who so-and-so was. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they'll look into us and that's how we will never die. I thought you were going to say how our podcast became famous. Mm, That too. (laughs) Never. Um, so you think they fell in love at during that musical number? I'm going love at first sight. Okay. Uh, do they stay together? We said yes because of the time period. And iconic scene. I got mine ready. Let's do it. Good morning. That's mine. Woo! I love it when they match up because then you know it's truly iconic. I feel like a lot of people would argue that it's actually singing in the rain. Yes, I know. But all three of them aren't in that. It's just Gene Kelly. Yeah, I agree. And I really liked the dance. And the three of them are so in sync. They are. It's insane. 
And like, I have that picture of her sitting on that stool with both of them on this. Like, it's not a stool, but you know. Oh, I have the sofa. Is that what you're talking about? No, there is a scene where they, she jumps onto like an armoire and they both go to the side of it and hold their hands to her and her arms are up. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Mine is whenever they step on the couch and they sit on it. Yeah. So how about, like, I hate that cheesy fake laughter at the end of the song. I feel like they didn't know how to end any of the musical numbers in here. Like that weird Moses song where they go, hey. Yeah. And then this fake laughter. I think it's par for the time. Made worse by the fact that that took 40 takes to get right and to do that laughter 40 times. And when you'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) is he going to yell at me this time? Oh, but like, really, is he? Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. So I have a lot of facts. Do you want to do those before final thoughts or after? Let's do them. Give them to me. I'm going to pour myself another beverage since I brought all my ingredients up. I like it. So there was like a lot of stuff right off the bat about the whole Gene Kelly being a shithead to Debbie Reynolds. Um, and because she had never been a professional dancer before this. So she had been a gymnast, but she wasn't used to like, I guess, making things fluid. So we talked briefly about how Fred Astaire tutored her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Her crying, like, under a piano and, like, trying to help her out. Um, Later on, she said childbirth and this movie were the hardest things she ever had to do in her life. I really want to know how close those rankings were. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know if this is to his credit or not. Um, But later on in life, Gene Kelly did express regret for how he treated her. Probably because it was in the public eye, not because he felt it. Yeah, that's maybe. really mean, but I don't know. And like, I think he was surprised that she talked to him and like still held a relationship with him. I'm they surprised s- at that. They seem to like have developed some kind of like mutual respect. So she said he was the hardest director that she ever had to work with, but uh, like something like unfortunately she never got to work with him again. Weird. Yeah, and he talked about like giving her credit like talking about how great she was and how strong she was and how she would just pull push through and how she would pick up the steps easily, like things like that. So it just, that's interesting. Yeah. And then what you don't think the director from Halloween town gave her so much shit. (laughs) Halloween. Probably not. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. In between takes, they're like, Debbie, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are crying on the set. Um, it it did say that because Gene Kelly knew that if she cried, it would hold up filming. He would take it out on Donald O'Connor instead and be shitty to him so Debbie Reynolds wouldn't cry. And Donald O'Connor didn't tell her that until like years later everybody so. needs anger man well not everybody gene kelly needs some serious anger management it was a lot 
That was a lot. So, but it also, something else was talked about was that he wanted out of his MGM contract. So he was acting super shitty on the set because he didn't want to be in a contract with them anymore. They were restricting his roles that he could take. Oh, that's interesting. And it worked. So after this movie, they did let him out of his contract. Hmm. Um, Rita Moreno was Zelda. I didn't even know we saw Zelda. Yeah, remember, like, they talked about Zelda's kid sister, and she's the one who told Aunt Lena. That was Rita Moreno. I think she had a song cut. Oh, the redhead. That's why Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize her, because I'm used to her having that darker. Yeah. Yep. Um, The script was written after the song, so they had to make up a plot that would fit with these songs. That makes way more sense, too. How it was, like, so disjointed. Yeah. Yeah. So how about this one? Debbie Reynolds is dubbing Lena, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's actually another act. So when she's speaking, when Denny Re- Re- well, when Debbie Reynolds is doing the dialogue, it's actually the actress's voice. Huh. Right. So Jean Hagen was actually dubbing her own voice in. That's very interesting. But then when she had to sing that song, like that, would you, would you? That's not Debbie Reynolds. That's actually a different actress, like a third actress. Layers upon layers. It's so wild. So wild. Yep. The Broadway ballet scene took one fifth of the entire budget in a total of six weeks. Rehearsal and filming combined. Don't think it was worth it. I was just going to say, I really don't think it was worth it. That's such a waste. Originally, Donald O'Connor was supposed to be in it, but like for scheduling conflicts, he couldn't be. So they got Sid Charisse. She was the second Mm -hmm. choice. Well, maybe he was still in the hospital. Maybe. I think it said he had like a television commitment. And because of the job she did, they started giving Sid Charisse bigger parts. Hmm. They liked her so much, although he did, Gene Kelly arranged the choreography so it wouldn't show how much taller she was than him. She definitely. Which you could pick up. Yeah, you definitely knew that she was tall. Uh, the costume designer said this was the most work he had ever done, and he did Gone with the Wind. Wow. So. But the fashion in this movie, like from scene one, I saw... I think her name was like Olga or something. She had that, that spider dress. Oh, I want hated it. The hat. Yeah, I hated the hat. I want that spider web dress so bad. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yes. For singing in the rain, there they had back lots that they would do like as studios tend to do. They covered it entirely with tarps. Makes sense. So it actually happened outside, and then they backlit it so you could see the rain. Okay. Um, most of the characters were based on real people, like the it girl in the beginning, like all of them, they were based on real actors and actresses. Um, RF was actually based on a head of a studio. The director who kept getting frustrated was based on a real director. So that was cool. I thought Um, that director kept his cool very well, by the way. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And that's all I got. There was 143 things to read, read, and that was 
the most interesting, I thought. I commend you. Thank you. It took a while. <laughs> Thank God my kid wanted to play with Peppa Pig by herself. <laughs> All right. Give me some of your final thoughts. Really, the, my only one was Olga and her great dress. I <laughs> did think that the demo talking guy was very creepy. Do you remember like the demo talking movie and the guy's like, I'm speaking and this. He looked like he could have been in a horror movie. He looked like Vincent Price. Yes. He was. Yeah, he was creepy. Upsetting. <laughs> How like his tin- chin tilted. And his uh, yeah. teeth. You could see it. It was like they were black in between. <sighs> yeah. And he kept getting closer to the camera about, I am talking. <laughs> and this is my actual voice. Very yeah. weird. Uh, I loved the scene where you could see them filming all the different movies. Like they had the football scene, like the people cheering in the stand, and then a jungle scene, and then the train scene. I thought that was very cool. That featured prominently in the facts about how that was really how they shot things. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I did really like Gene Kelly's I don't know if it was him or not but him doing that stunt of going over the bar with his legs up in the air yeah if he really did that that was really good I don't know if he did or not do you think that singing in the rain is the best song in the movie or or and or the best dance dancing no Maybe it's the best song, but it's not the best dance. I think the best dance is probably it's probably Good Morning or the Moses song. Yeah, I'm torn. I think Good Morning's probably the best song. Yeah. And maybe the dancing in Moses. Yeah. I can't like get over how close Gene Kelly's foot gets to that guy's face when he does that kick. It's like an inch, I swear to God. It was very impressive, especially <laughs> since we established that we can't get our legs that high <laughs> on White Christmas. All like just the plane like jumping and how effortless it looks. Yeah. Can you feel any sympathy for Lena in this movie? No, she's a total bitch. Okay. You? I think if she wasn't so adamant that Kathy does her voice for five years, I think I would have. Because she was just trying to acclimate. No one's ever told her the truth. Yeah. But, then she, then but she does that. I think she's just a product of her environment, and I think she's always been a spoiled brat. We do see that in the beginning when Jean Kelly tries to talk to her first. You are right about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Don grabbing Lena when he's mad behind stage and he's kind of like shaking her arms a little bit? Is it, Fine with that? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I just didn't. I thought she was so annoying and she was such a <laughs> bitch. I'm like, eh, what goes around comes around. And that's all I have. I wasn't sure because I was like in the heat of the moment. I could see it. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it. It's it's a movie that I've been meaning to see because it is such a classic. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. It just got slow at times. Yeah. 
like it felt longer than an hour 40 for me. Now this movie is kind of like secondary or it was at the time to an American in Paris, which I think is a much worse movie. Interesting. I'll probably never watch it. But I would be interested to hear your take on it. Mm, Probably won't. Yeah. Sorry. That's fair. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's not that good of a movie. Like it, but um, yeah, I I love this movie. I don't know why. It's just that's fine. I know Mm -hmm. that you love it, and you're entitled to it. You don't like all the movies I watch. True. Having said that, on a scale of rom-com, yes, I would give it probably a four out of five because the relationship development is lacking. I was going to go three because of that. Okay. Because I there, there really isn't a whole lot mm-hmm. of screen time for them. Yeah. It's been I'm a- probably being overly generous because I like the movie so much. You are. This. That's okay. <laughs> It's been a while since we've done like a five out of five. It has been. Yeah. Maybe Penelope will be it. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of good stuff in it. I don't know if James McAvoy has ever looked so good in another movie before. There's no fucking of any kind. Words, actions, nothing in there. So we'll see. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's very family friendly. I might try to get my kid to watch it maybe. Yeah, she might like it. Probably not, though, because you're trying to get her to watch it. Absolutely. They have to be led in a subtle manner to these things. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. Um, anything else that you've been watching that you want to say in our last moments? No. No. Loved Glass Onion. Oh, you loved it. I didn't know that you... Okay. We need to watch that still. Glass Onion. Loved it more than Knives Out by like a lot. Ooh, because dad said he didn't like it as much, but he's also unreliable. Yes, I think so. Um, He said something specific about it. I don't know. I think it's because for me, Netflix made it a little more comical and I liked it, and I like. I thought there was more witty repartee that taking place in there, um, so that really hooked me. Okay. And Netflix did greenlight a third one. Wow. James and I might watch it Friday. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? Mm-mm. No, that's the only thing that I haven't really watched yet that I'm like, all right, timeline. Like, I got to watch this soon. Yeah, you need to. Because spoilers sure. are already out there. Yes, I'm glad I didn't say anything. Me too. Because <laughs> I thought you watched it. No. Yeah. Not Great. Yet. I'm interested to hear what you think about that. Any plans to start Wednesday anytime soon? No. You're I got worst. a couple more movies I want to watch. I need to finish the season of the current season, the, oh, the season I'm watching of The Sinner, Ted Lasso season two. I just don't know when it's going to happen. What season are you on with The Sinner? two but i have like one more no i have two more episodes of it how do you feel about it because i thought season two was the worst one. Oh, i like it actually i mean it's good i'm just saying I, I think it was the weakest out of all the seasons okay i don't know that i think of it i don't think it's weaker than the first season okay um it's keeping me guessing mm-hmm. 
I do, I think cults are fascinating, the mm-hmm. psychology behind them. So that kind of intrigues me too. You should watch, if you like cult, you should watch Waco. Okay. It's on Netflix and it's about Waco. Waco. <laughs> but it's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, cults are fascinating and also terrifying. Absolutely. I had a dream I was in a cult and I feel like James was like, you're in a cult. But I was like, no, I'm not. I know what a cult is. And I don't remember more specifics about the dream, but that was it. I saw an article on BuzzFeed today that talked about um, movies that discuss religion and how it can traumatize. And part of some of the movies and documentaries they talked about brought in cults. So there's one that came out last year. It's so weird to think about 2022 as last year um, that I think you'd be interested. I'll try to find that article to send to you. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, please do. Um, oh, and I know that you haven't watched it, but White Lotus was so good. And okay. J- James got really sucked in. Like, I watched the first three episodes of the second season without him. And then he started, he watched all the other ones with me. Like, he just got sucked right away. Is the prosthetic everything that they've been talking about? No. No. Oh. It's not as good as the sex one. The, the Adam Demos one? Yeah, it's not even full on. You just see it oh. like dip below its his leg. I oh, mean, it's whatever. a weird scene because like it's weird for the character who's in it besides him, and it's weird watching it. You're like, ugh. So yeah. that's all okay. I'll say. All right, nice. Yeah, you should get around to watching it. There's it's short seasons. I think it's seven episodes a piece. Yeah. You don't have to watch season one if you don't want to, but I liked it. Yeah. But I I, I do want to watch them. It's just a matter of getting around to it. The theme song is a phenomenon in itself. The whole. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I'm not even exaggerating. They do that over and over again. (laughs) That kind of makes me a little anxious. It does. My mother-in-law had to stop watching it because the music made her so anxious. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, damn, I can see that. (laughs) Because it is anxiety. Well, you can let her know it. That's just her. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, she's like, I couldn't watch it. (laughs) Oh, I would have loved to have seen that how the prosthetic scene went down with her and you in the same room though i think we both would have ignored it nice classic healthy (laughs) um okay well i guess this is it This, this is the end this is the end please go um rate review subscribe click the stars Let us know what you think. Any movies that you'd like to hear us talk about, you can DM us on Instagram at ToastyRomComs. We have a shit ton of drinks from the holiday season that are not just holiday based. Mm -hmm. We got Uh, a post. I only took one. (laughs) I only took one picture of our New Year's drinks. (laughs) 
unfortunately. I wonder why that was. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I was shocked at how light of a hangover I had. I think the only reason why my head hurt was because I hit it on your child's rocking chair. <laughs> and the bump has finally gone. Um, I asked Alice, I was like, I remember being really angry on the ride home. What did I yell about? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she was so tired. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like those non-alcoholic mixers that she brought, though. Mm-hmm. Those are very good. I wonder if you can get them on Amazon. There's... <gasps> Okay, you're gone now. There you are. Kinda. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Well. We should probably get off now. Yeah, I dropped my drink on a bunch of wires. Okay. Because the straw's so big, it got caught on my sleeve. And I gotta get it cleaned up before my husband comes up and is like, "That's my computer." Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So stay tuned next time for Penelope. This is a lesson in not over drinking. I only had two and three sips. And- we are a lesson in not over drinking. <laughs> I literally just had three sips of my third drink, and then the straw got caught in my sleeve because those straws are so big. Pour yourself another one and just move on with your day while you're cleaning up, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> My dog is so frightened. Did you see her run out of the room? Absolutely. Before the video cut out, I did. <laughs> Cat's fine. Didn't stir. All right. Rate, review, subscribe, like Marie said. Next time, join us for Penelope. Until next time, please watch up. Drink up. And cheers.